Hey everybody, welcome back to the Husky Fan Podcast. Uh, there was a chance we might not record this week, but we wanted to get a quick one in before our dogs play the Stanford Cardinal Saturday at 1 p.m. Jimmy, are you excited for an afternoon game, finally? Yeah, I am excited. And uh, I anticipate it being crisp and clear for game day. And, you know, this dog team's got to be a little hungry for the Cardinal. I could only imagine. And to be frank, I haven't been this excited about a Husky team in quite a while. Uh, I keep coming back to how much I like watching this team. I love Dylan's uh, moxie on the field as our young quarterback. And, you know, obviously ZTF is, is bringing back the memories of ferocious defense and, uh, you know, with the newfound emotion and excitement that this team displays, I'm, I am looking forward to this game and, and looking to see them continue to build on their performances. Now, I certainly don't want to see, you know, a lethargic first half and then they have to make some sort of crazy comeback in the second. Even though it was exciting, um, I'd, like to, I'd like to see them start off quickly uh, especially was that the, that demolition that we witnessed that was last year, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, just stinker of a game. Oh, that was that was atrocious. Was that just one of the worst games that you could? I mean, just getting just getting bludgeoned for the entire game, knowing at all times you weren't you didn't have a shot to win. No, it was horrible. And I mean the offense was bad too because we 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 picked up a lot of yards, moved the ball, but you know, couldn't convert shit. You know, threw about twenty passes to Aaron Fuller, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Um, yes. Dick Newton was actually running well, and then he got hurt. Yep. Um. So yeah, it was just a, a horrible game all around. But I have some thoughts on Stanford if you'd like to hear those. Oh please. So I, rather than working on something, I deviated and was watching highlights of Stanford. And I think uh, they're a passing team. They like to pass more than they run. I mean, their offensive line seems decent but not great. PFF actually has rated offensive lines in, based on the, their play so far. And you're only looking at a couple games, so the sample size is not that much strength of the opponent you played, the D-line. I mean, that matters. I think Stanford came in at number 38. Interestingly, Washington was number 16 and tops in the conference. So, so far, best offensive line, according to PFF. Uh, so Stanford, 38. Yeah, it's kind of decent, just above average. I mean, they have some good players there. They did lose their best offensive lineman, Walker Little. He opted out. Um, right. Their running backs are young but decent. I mean, I think they'll get better, but we don't see – any like real game breaker there um, wide receivers are the strength of their team. I like their wide receivers. They have good size uh, their quarterback. I mean, he's an accurate passer. I'd say he's a good passer, but outside of that, he's limited. He's not particularly adept at maneuvering around in the pocket. Uh, so if you get pressure and get him off his spot, um, I think, that will really help. It just can't, if we don't get a pass rush and he can stand back there, he'll definitely complete some passes. Um, now on the other side of the ball, Jimmy, statistically they're really bad on defense 
and they're especially against the run. Um, I was watching clips of their games, and uh, their last one against Cal, I mean, Cal was running all over them. Um, Cal was having little trouble. I mean, they, they broke uh, several significant runs. Uh, Cal kind of shot themselves in the foot. They should have won the game. They really were the better team, but they made a lot of mistakes. Um, so yeah, defensively, I mean, they do have a couple guys on the D line who are good pass rushers, but I just go back to, um, what sub K said is on their defense, they really don't have any real playmakers. I mean, Paulson Debo, I think was their best defender and he opted out. So I just looking at, I mean, this is a, I'm cautiously optimistic, but I mean, this is a game where we really should have a lot of success running the ball on them. And then on the flip side, defensively, if we can get some pressure, um, that can disrupt their passing game. So I think it's like if we put in a good performance and we're playing pretty well and we don't get out coached, I mean, this should be a matchup that we can handle. Do you think, uh, you think Jimmy's hungry for this game? Well, I hope he is. I mean, I hope he's telling the guys, I mean, look, these guys beat us last year and it was our worst game of the season, or maybe Colorado was. We already had quit the season by that point. But, yeah, uh, yeah I mean, I, I – yeah, I really – I don't know. I mean, is that a rhetorical question? I mean, I assume he's hungry for every game. <clears throat> well, yeah, no, I it sort of – I mean, I, I think clearly there there's that component um, – Obviously, they have some momentum after coming out. You know, our boy Huey you know, always talks about the letdown after an emotional win. He's mentioned that in the past before. Uh, that you know, after a, a win like they had and the, the emotions were high, that sometimes you can come out flat the next week because you've spent so much of that emotional capital. But I, I feel like with, with Jimmy's passion that he displays and, you know, his clear uh, excitement for the game. I, I don't think we're going to see a letdown from this team. Uh, you know, I, I think that you can feel there's a difference. Uh, it, it feels like even fans, you know, Chess, I think you could support this, but even on message boards and forums, I mean, I think there's an uptick in excitement. And uh, I, I think the team probably senses that even though we, can't be in the stadium. I still think you could find a way to get people in there, regardless of the rules and restrictions. But we won't we won't go down that rabbit hole here. Uh, but I, I I think we'll uh, we'll see a fired up team to to continue to play. And you know I'm just again like I mentioned, really excited to see our boys ETF uh, continue to build upon his just ferocious pace. What is he at? Seven sacks. Already in three just, games, it, it's just yeah. In three games, I mean, I I can't wait to see what uh, what he does uh, this weekend. I just love I love his passion and obviously his motor. Yeah, and I'm I'm just yeah. I agree with everything you said. Great insights. Um, yeah, I'm just I'm excited to see the whole team. Honestly, like I'm excited to see see if the young guys can really take a step forward like the young guys on the d-line can our safeties take a step and play better i know there's some issues with asa turner maybe not being as physical as he could be at times 
I think that's a little weakness in our defense, but um, he's young. He's still very young. He's played very little football. Yeah, that's true. I mean, we still, yeah, we still have a lot of young guys who are going to continue to progress. And I guess that's what I'm anxious for. It's like, we've seen flashes from a lot of guys. And so I'm anxious and excited to see who will be the next guy to pop. Like who's going to be that next ZTF. Maybe it'll be Savelle. Now, I'm not saying Savelle is going to be similar to ZTF at this moment, but he had five tackles in the last game. I mean, if you think how he looked the first game, which was fine, and he only I think he only played a little bit. I mean, he played the entire basically the entire second half on the edge because Jimmy in the first half they played most of the snaps. They had Bronson on the edge, and I think right. they had two Atele in the inside, and then. Uh, Tuli Latuli Gasanoa played a little bit on the inside. I mean, he is hurt, but he he wanted to play for his brothers, which is admirable. But the second half where we did a much better job, Savelle was on the edge, Bronson was inside. So, I mean, just think about how much of a leap Savelle has already made just from game one to game three. So, I mean, I'm excited to see if, uh, you know, maybe we see him get his first solo sack this week. Who knows? Well, I think what's, ex- you know, so a takeaway from this season is that these guys aren't losing any eligibility in getting this experience. I I think it's a huge uh, advantage for these guys to get these games uh, for when things we assume to return to normal for next fall and and see a full regular season. Um, You know, getting this experience and then getting uh, winter conditioning uh, and then a spring – uh, I think lends itself to what could be a really exciting uh, season for next year. Uh, I, I think that's one thing that'll keep us kind of going over the off season about, you know, obviously if they continue to improve and, and win, uh, we're going to be really excited for the off season and then, you know, be ready to see what they can get done in a, in a full season and, and obviously prove that they're the best team in the pack and have the best coaching staff. So, uh, yeah, it's exciting to see Savelle. I, I think he's got plenty to work on. I'm sure he'd be the first to tell you that. Um, but it's certainly exciting to see his progression already this early and the fact that, you know, he won't have any eligibility uh, hits as well. But it, no, I, I agree with you. But even with that, let me just state it again. I mean, he basically played almost the entire second half on the edge and – that was a big improvement from what we saw in the first half. And no, I mean, the defense gave up no points in the second half. Oh, so no, no, no doubt. Um, yeah, no, no question. Um, and so, I, yeah, I mean, I think it's great to see the coaches made that adjustment. So hopefully we don't see any more injuries in the front seven or people catch COVID. Like apparently Ryan <laughs> Bowman had COVID or he tested positive. Uh, who knows if it was, you know, let's hope it was a false positive or I, I don't, I don't, it just seems, you know, some, I, I don't know what's going on. It seems some schools you test positive, you can play like the next week and then other schools you're out for like three weeks. Like, I don't really know what's going on with these, uh, <laughs> regulations, but yeah, but that aside, um, yeah, I'm just, I'm excited to see us play again and hopefully we can get better and take another step. I think last week was a step, um, hopefully we can take a step and uh, in my mind, taking a step would be like winning this game by 10 points or more. Sure. That would be a step, even though I think 
we're capable of winning by much more than that. Um, you know, I don't know if we're that much better than Stanford or, or most conference teams right now, but you know, hopefully we can, our talent can take a step and the whole team will take a step and maybe put together a complete game and channel what they had in the first half and what they had against Arizona, uh, channel that for the entire game. Yeah, and one quick last point on Smalls. Uh, the, the video after the game, you know, one of the, the main camera shot that Lake tweeted out, I mean, Smalls was right there. And it looks like his, his experience so far is a very positive one. And hopefully he's in the ear of some of these uh, Washington recruits, uh, you know, <laughs> letting them know to, to come to Washington and stay home. Um, obviously, JTT is a guy that we want to see. There's already drama stirring about him. But, you know, there was a lot of drama around Smalls' recruit too, uh, recruitment. Um, so, you know, I it's exciting for Smalls. I And he's a local guy. And I hope that some of that does, you know, trickle down to some of these other studs uh, that we want to see um, come here. And I was going to say with Stanford, one, one advantage – that I, I think it's a real advantage now. I mean, I believe they flew into Seattle on Tuesday. Um, you know, they didn't have practice spots all figured out. I know they practiced at Washington, I think, on Tuesday. Um, but being in a hotel from Tuesday until game time, I, I think that's going to – you don't always sleep very well in the hotel. Uh, you know, there could be distractions. Uh, I, I'm sure they got them pretty well locked down, but – you know, the hotel can't always lend itself to the best experience. It's, it's Maybe it's fine for a night, you know, before a game, but like four days. Yeah, that's – no, that's really, really interesting point. Yeah, because I was thinking – I was wondering if it's – if it's an advantage to getting there early. But now you're saying it's a disadvantage. And that makes sense because when – not to say I'm like a professional or a college athlete, but I don't know about you, Jimmy, but when you're – when you're somewhere else, even if it's like you're on a great trip, you're sleeping in a great hotel room or whatever, and you feel great. I mean, for me, I if I'm there for three or four nights, I I still can't. I still prefer my own bed. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I and yeah, they're obviously a college athlete, very resilient. Uh, but if you're well rested, and you know, and against someone who's not as well rested or you know maybe he's out of their element for for many days um i, I think you can see a, a, i would see there'd be a slight advantage for washington not having to travel you know they're, they're just more on their plate so to speak in respect to, to to planning out their day and that probably falls on to more of their staff and the coaches and whatnot and the athletes don't deal with that as much but still like you're eating I, I doubt they're eating like the – even if – when you're traveling, I've seen some of the team food. It's not – like you would not be like – you'd be surprised like what a lot of times they're eating. Like you'd be – seriously, you're you're serving that food to the players? <laughs> Give an example. Oh, just buffet-style chicken and, you know, desserts and just like hotel food, man. Cook, like yeah, it's or fine. They... It's not. It's not great food. Like I can tell you, like they're not eating great food. 
And like, granted, it's only going to be for four days, but I'm just saying in totality, the experience and the, and the, the hotel stay, I don't think that's an advantage for Stanford. I think that is a, is a, is a negative for them. Yeah. Um, let, let's run through a handful of questions really quickly okay, let's and then we can do a prediction. Okay. Uh, advice for safe dining with friends in these COVID times. For me, I, okay, I'll tell you what we have to do. Go to some place like Burger Master uh, and eat eat the food in your car, roll the window down, or you can stand outside on the back of your car if it's not too cold. So that's, Treat it like a tailgate. That's you know? what, fuck yeah, Start that's, that's what I recommend. Each other, pop up the canopy, you know, sit outside from apart and be one another and enjoy your meal and don't like breathing each other's mouths from a foot away <laughs> no yeah no making out with each other yeah i mean let's get real we know we know where these you know, I don't, i'm not gonna get into it but yeah just go and <laughs> <laughs> go eat outside treat it like a tailgate you know go down to e1 bring yourself a propane fireplace and uh shoot the shit Jimmy, what is your earliest memory of being a Husky fan? Well, <laughs> it was, uh, <laughs> I, I just have glimpses, of, you know, vague memories of it, but it was the Washington Oregon state game that we lost. Probably one of the worst losses in college football history. 85. Yeah. 85. Uh, <laughs> I was just walking around the stands I didn't. I wasn't too much into the game, but I remember just climbing around and goofing around in the stands. And uh, you know, at that age, obviously the attention span wasn't there. But my memory was being at the game and, and just walking through the stands and, and enjoying that portion of it. Uh, you know, years later, did I realize I was witnessing one of the worst losses in Husky history, potentially the worst. Uh, I, what was the spread of that game? Was what thirty points or something? I don't know, but it was something insane like that. Uh, but yeah, that's my earliest memory. But then, the the really like exciting memory was was the the ninety Rose Bowl, the the thrashing of Iowa, and just being blown away about how dominant and cocky and fun these guys were to watch. That was like the cementing memory for me. Beautiful. Yeah, my earliest memory was watching the um, nineteen ninety USC game. All I saw was purple. Yeah, on TV uh, with yeah. my dad, and I think my brother was probably there too. Although he was like a toddler, um, but I just remember. Um, I remember it was like ninety five degrees, and I was just sitting on the floor watching this small TV. Yeah, no, I had thirteen inch television. I was watching the. The Rose Bowl, and I think, and my parents were transplants, um, but I think they, I think my dad decided to get season tickets at some point after that game. Nice. He thought, oh, like we have young kids, this will be a fun thing to do. That Huskies are <laughs> looks like they're really good. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that's my first memory, and actually, the first game I went to is the UCLA game, nineteen ninety, which oh. obviously. 
for people listening, that's like the one game that all of us wish we could change. It cost us the national championship that year. Worst loss in Husky history. I'm just glad that I was a little too young to really know how devastating that loss was because, man, I I just would have been I, – I don't know. I can't even describe it. I just – I would have been – Comatose. Yeah, I would have – I mean, I my first big – tantrum was after we lost in 92 to Arizona so oh yeah and I mean losing to UCLA was a lot worse than that game but yeah so those are some of my earliest memories I'll mention one one memory uh, it was the Ohio State night game uh I was watching it at my father's house and he, he got so loud that uh, the neighbors did end up calling the cops uh, <laughs> Because it was it was so racist in the house. That, what what uh, year was that? That was uh, well Napoleon. I think that was ninety three. Was that okay? Yeah, that we were playing at at Ohio State, right? No, no, no. It was the first home night game. Was that ninety? That was ninety two. Wait, are you talking? You're talking about Nebraska, right? Sorry, was it Nebraska? Yeah, yeah, Nebraska ninety two. I said what I say, Ohio State. Yeah, yeah, and Nebraska. I just remember the lead up, like the build up to that game, the Nebraska ninety two was just insane. Like, do you remember that? It just seemed like the build up leading to that game. Oh yeah. Yeah, sorry. I God, yeah, of course, Nebraska. And that's when um when uh was it Tommy Smith came around the corner and hit Frazier in the end zone? Uh not Frazier. He not hadn't played Frazier. at that point, but man, it's too late. Who was the quarterback? Do you remember the I don't know. Mike just, Mike Grant or something Grant? Yeah, Mike Grant. I think you're right. Just came around the corner. Wasn't that Tommy Smith that led him yeah, up? Yeah, Tommy Smith. Him? Yeah. Uh, I mean, that was nuts. Yeah. Uh, well, our, oh, yeah. Of course, I remember it so well. I, I had the wrong team. <laughs> our season tickets, like we literally were in the nosebleeds. I was worried that uh, the deck was going to fall down. Because it was so loud, I just don't you just miss that, like sitting up, oh, yeah. sitting up super high, and then just stomping your feet and. Yeah, yeah I, I think I, I yeah I think I mentioned this the, the the release of the Husky fan when they when they're getting back to that. I, I think you'll probably end up having a you'll see a a day of tears and people hugging each other, and you'll probably have like a. A moment where people don't see, you know, party lines or any sort of difference. They'll just like, you know, you're a Husky fan and you're going to enjoy the day. I, I, I hope to, I hope to be at the stadium the the day you can have it full because I think it'll be a great day. Yeah, and hopefully, hopefully this team will inspire greater uh, ticket sales. Season, <laughs> yeah, season ticket renewals. Well think so. God, um, you would imagine so, but who knows, man? The Seattle fan, we've 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 opined for many years on how shitty the Husky fan has become. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, there's been you know demographic changes in Seattle, a lot of transplants, unfortunately. That's true, and uh, you know the blue hairs, man, and a lot, yeah, a lot more Asians and less whites. 
Well, and the blue hairs. Are- and, and China Husky. We need more people like him, and he's getting a shout out at every in every pod. You can tell, but we need a lot more fans like him. We should put him in charge of like uh, Asian student outreach. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we we could talk to him about that. Okay. Any another question? Uh, which seniors do you think will return next year? Which seniors choose to leave, and who gets suddenly seniored? Uh, it's really, you know, it's really tough. It would, at least on my part, it would be complete speculation. I really hope that Jackson Kirkland and Kate on will come back, but those would probably be if yeah. two guys were to leave early, it'd probably be those two guys. Well, wasn't there rumors that Kirkland was considering him opting out? I don't know if I remember that right. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I, I think obviously those guys are certainly a concern. Uh, what about a couple? What about what's Keith Taylor this year? I think Jimmy Lake said that he this is his last year. I saw that okay. on Twitter. So there you go. Uh, suddenly senior. Um, I don't know, man. I, yeah, I don't. I mean, I, I think, and I don't know who's going to stay. Like, do you think Sean McGrew and Wattenberg are going to stay? I mean, we have a lot of better. No disrespect to them, but we just have better guys coming in who are. Well, what's McGrew going to do? You think he's going to go to the NFL? I, I think he's going to have to get more on the resume, don't you think? To go to the NFL, or you just mean uh, to get a good job? Well, I think he'd continue to play. I, I think he has a chance to play in the NFL, but I think he's going to, you know. I, I, why, I just don't, why wouldn't he continue to play? I, I think he'd continue to play. I, I think he's going to have a chance to play in the pros. Like, is he going to be? Is he going to be Barry Sanders? No. Well, good. Yeah. I mean, or, or, I da- or Darren Sproles. I don't even think he'd be that good, but I think he could potentially find a role. Like, he's good, man. He's a good player. He plays um, special teams too, and that's your route. That that can be your door in the NFL. Is special teams? Those yeah, are- I I don't know. I might might have a little disagreement with you on that. I'm a group. Yeah, but I, I could be I could be off. Bro, I mean, if he were to play an entire game, which I think he could do, um, it, he he'd be good. I mean, I think he'd be just fine. I, I, I yeah, you can. You certainly could disagree. I mean, there there's areas you could you could find fault and weakness for sure. But I think he's. I think he's going to have a chance to play in the NFL. I don't think like he's not going to be an amazing player in the NFL, but I think he'd find a roster spot. I do. I think he's going to stay though. I think he'd play football. Okay, if that happens, I owe you a burger. How about that? I owe uh, you burger master. Which part that he stays or plays that he makes it in the NFL? Okay, if he makes a roster, any roster, I owe you a burger. If he doesn't make a roster, you don't owe me anything. So it's. Yeah, those are it. those are fair odds. Deal, in my he, opinion, he's gonna he's, be on the roster for a day. Yeah, pra- does practice does practice squad count? Maybe, yeah. maybe you get a milkshake out of that, but not uh, a full burger. It's on a practice squad. That's a burger. Okay, fine. Yeah. Okay, moving on. Uh, thoughts on Jaden Lars would be okay. So this is a guy. I think he was from Cali. I think he was close to a five star recruit. He was a freshman All American. Then got hurt. Now he's transferring. Um, 
you know, I really don't know enough. I haven't looked into it. I don't know anything beyond that. But I'm all forgetting. I think he's like kind of like a hybrid safety linebacker. But look, I'm all for getting more talent. Yeah, give him a chance to compete works for me. I yeah, I I can't speak intelligently enough on him, but if we're gonna give him an opportunity, hopefully, you know, he makes good use of it. Yeah. Do you think we're trending up or down for JTT and Emeka? I, I think up for Emeka, JTT, I I, I I think that one is a mystery. I think that's going to be a long game. I, I don't know. I agree. I think Emeka trending up, JTT sideways. I mean, who really knows with JTT, honestly? I mean, I've heard, I've heard someone say some really good things and someone else say some things which didn't sound as good. Um, I, yeah, I, it's just, it's, it's honestly, it's all speculation. You don't know. Um, he's, he's given no real hints and you know what, what these recruiting people are saying, they could end up being completely wrong because these recruiting people are wrong about Savelle and dating back to Austin Safarian Jenkins. They were also, you know, they were saying he's going to Texas when he ended up staying home. So he's playing it. Close to the vest, you could say he's never been to Ohio State. Yeah, he's never fucking been there. Well, and who you know, in this day and age, who knows who's putting what out exactly, and what what's behind it. And man, if if I were a highly touted recruit, I, I would I do all sorts of weird stuff because of just the intensity, <laughs> just to throw people off. Just to throw people off and have some fun and watch it and laugh. I mean, the stuff that you could simply just start on Twitter and then just have it start going through the circles of fans and different teams that are, you know, involved for their services as a football player, you know, like you could, you could cause a lot of chaos and it'd be a lot of fun to watch. (laughs) Well, hope, look. If you got the time to do all that shit. Hopefully we can get Emeka, get him to commit soon if he's going to commit, and then put pressure on JT. Yeah, I mean, who knows, man? I I leave the recruiting to the to the hardcore TBSers because you know they live and breathe that stuff. Right, and and Dennis and Sub K, they're going to do like a full recruiting pod, probably. I told them they should do a full recruiting pod in the next uh, couple weeks. Well, so uh, well, anytime it's recruiting, you know, the the listens go up. So we know people are really, <laughs> really they they want the recruiting info badly. Hey, that's important. Next question: What's both of your updated burger rankings? Well, I updated burger rankings. I like every burger, but I'd still have Burger Master ahead of Dicks. Oh, for sure. That, that's that's a given. That's I think that's, yeah. For me, Burger Master. Uh, I really like Kid Valley too, although they mess up my order. So sorry. it's been a long time since I ate at Kid Valley. I I, I prefer the uh, Burger Master bun over Kid Valley. 
I, I've mentioned this before. The Frank's Oyster House makes a great burger there over on uh, just off down, just d- down from the Duchess. Yeah, just down from the Duchess. Just go, go to yeah, what? Go to Frank's, have dinner there, and then go to the Duchess and get shit faced. When, when 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 our when our lords have permit us to do so <laughs> yeah well what what's the uh, i've mentioned this burger place is down at the hotel on the water it's uh does it start with an e uh, edgewater yeah so you're big on the edge yeah so what my yeah basically i have burger master one um i would go edgewater two i would go frank's oyster house three um, I, I feel like Dick's is just like the late night. Yeah. You know, I mean, those days are over for me. Like those yeah. late night runs to Burger Master probably never happen again in my lifetime. I gotta uh, take. I gotta. Well, I gotta take you to Burger Master during the day next time. Next time there's a there's fans. We should have. We should pregame at Burger Master. Have a breakfast there because they have really good breakfast. But hey, the, man. The, the way I look at Burger Master and Dick's, I mean Dick's fries, number one. Yeah, they got all the way. The, uh, Burger Master. Who I go actually like, has? You know who's got great fries is uh, Five Guys. I like Five Guys yeah, burgers a, a lot. Fry. Huh? I like Five Guys burgers a lot. Yeah, they do a great job. I, like I, I haven't really tried the fries though, dude. Oh, you're missing out. Yeah, go with the fries. We're probably making our listeners hungry. Probably. What's up next? Let's get this done. Yeah. It's almost nine thirty. Actually, it's past that. No. Who, who, who are you potting with? Because Jimmy's been in bed for over an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Another question: Did Dennis actually have technical difficulties, or have a diva moment and bail on the last pod? Uh, yes, he did. No, his his internet dropped. Uh, that yeah, that's that's what happened. Uh, he was trying trying to get back on. I, uh, but was unable to. Um, any word on Latu's injury? Is he out for the year? Um, I think you know. I think I heard there's a chance that maybe he could come back for the bowl game. So I don't know if that's uh, true or not. But that's that's where he's at. Next question. Um, which player who? Uh, who you were excited about before the season started, are you most concerned with now? That's a good question. That is a good question. Well, I mean, I was really excited for Dunze and and McMillan, and uh, they didn't appear to get a lot of run against Utah. Not that I'm concerned, I just... It's it's hard to tell after only three games. Yeah, and I was gonna kind of get there. It's it is hard. I think it's still early to to anoint anyone that you're concerned about. Yeah, just because of the limited uh, amount of games they've played. Yeah, I would maybe say my concern would be. Maybe Asa Turner or Jackson Sermon. You know, maybe just it. It seems like a lot of the young guys at line at inside linebacker and safety, are, their trajectory. Were you excited about Sermon at the start of the year, though? No, but I guess it's the other. You know, Tupatala, um, Danny Hammer. 
Yeah, and they just I guess, haven't gotten any yeah, run. Yeah, I guess I don't Cal- know that's- Calvert, you know. Uh, yeah, and then, you know, our safeties. Like, I, I guess I'm not – the thing is I want to see a lot more – Though, if those positions really – You're getting off the, t- the question – no, but that would be that would be my concern because if those positions don't improve at least next year, then that's going to affect the ceiling of the team, which I think could be I'm really not worried about. Could be really high. I don't think he's been. Um, I think it'd be all right. Okay, that's good. Um, young man, he's a young. He's a yeah, young, you're, you know, you're right. He hasn't hasn't played that much. Um, I think that's it. Let me, let me check and see if we got any more, but, uh, think about, uh, think about your prediction. Yeah. With no roadie. I'm, I'm up. So I'll think quickly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It looks like those are, those All are right. questions. Okay. So I'll, uh, yeah, just feel free to. Start talking whenever. All right, my prediction. Uh, running back prediction, I think. that's a, Yeah, I like that. Are we going to see Cam Davis finally get some carries? I think we are. I think we're going to see some more Cam Davis just because he's so physical. Uh, I think Washington's going to want him to be really physical in this game. Interesting about Newton, their week of practice. Sounds like he didn't have his best week of practice. Maybe he's uh, poo-pooing. I don't know. We'll just, maybe he's pouting a little bit after his performance. He was expecting to be treated as certainly practice. I don't know. That was an interesting comment by Lake. Uh, I think we're going to get more run from da- from Davis, uh, and then you know we'll we'll see rotation. But I think we're going to see an uptick in Cam uh, in the game. I think I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be. A, Tough game. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go with. I think Washington's gonna win. Uh, I want that smirk off of Shaw's face. And I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with 24-17 Washington. Why do you think it's gonna be a tough game? Uh, I think uh, I think it's gonna be physical. Um, you know, Stanford is. Like Cal, I mean, they've some somewhat in a way, you know, they've kind of had us a little bit, and yeah, that's true. Um, we we've struggled with them, and you know, they got good size, and you know, we've just we've just struggled, and I, I think we'll we'll have a little bit a little of that in the in the game uh, on Saturday, but I think in the end, uh, Washington's going to be too much for Stanford overall. But they're gonna have to be like, you know, look at it like a street fight once again. I mean, they're gonna be, they're gonna want to be physical, and that uh, you know, we're gonna be able, we need to be able to to match it. And and I think, you know, that's why I think Cam Davis uh, is gonna be a guy that's gonna see some carries because of his physical play and his size, and you know, lowering his shoulder and, and running over some people. So I hope I hope to see a street fight and our guys get out there and start swinging. Very good. 
Yeah, you know, I didn't talk about their run game, but that will obviously be important. If we can slow down their run game, um, I didn't see how it did against Cal. Cal's D-line is kind of a mess, though. Um, and, of course, they don't have Weaver. So I, I, I didn't study that as much as I probably should have. But I tend to agree with you. I mean, I think we're going to win. But um, Stanford kind of, they in a way, they kind of have our number. Yeah. So as much as I would like to see us have a more easy victory, I think it'll probably be a one-score game. And uh, I will go with... uh, I would go with 31-27. I like it. Tight. All right, any final words, Jimmy, before we shut this thing down? Let's uh, see a good performance and uh, talk about a victory on our next pod. That's what I'll be looking forward to. Fuck yeah, bro. See you in E1. See you in E1. Go dogs. Go dogs.